0: Boom, boom, boom. Chicka-chicka. Boom, boom, boom. Chicka-chicka. It's Not Your Mama's Chrissy Podcast. <laughs> not Your Mama's Chrissy Podcast, <laughs> uh, mama. everybody. Welcome to the Chrissy Podcast. Thank you, so I am your host, Shane. Here with. We- there's so many movies that was from. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it Ferris Bueller?
1: Yeah, that's a lot of that everybody. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of eighties. That's like the the normal. That's what everyone goes. That's what I think of when I hear. I think of Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I, I I'm not. I've only seen Ferris Bueller like twice in my life. Yeah. I haven't seen it a lot. It's before.
0: It's before our time, obviously.
1: That, that was eighties, right? Yeah, it was eighties. You were born eighty-seven. I was born eighty-five.
0: So yep. I assume I wasn't old enough. So here's the question, <laughs> man. We're going right in. Uh, here's a question. Go uh, ahead. Lene, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. She was born. Earlier 80s. I'm not going to say the exact year that she was born, but it's before Sounds 85. polite of you. It was before 85, uh-huh. and she identifies as a 90s kid, but there's an argument at, at church Ooh, every good week ar- yeah. with our staff because she's like, I'm a 90s kid, and, and like Anthony, who's our worship leader, and all this, they, they were all born in the 90s. They're like, no, you're not. You're an 80s kid. She's like, no, but I identify with everything in the 90s. What's your opinion? Ooh. So but you can't give the year. Uh, 80, <laughs> I think eighty-two
1: or eighty-three. Okay, so, um, so she lived. She could be mad at me. That I don't she remember. lived eight around eight years in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, I. I think she's a little bit of both. Yeah, but you can't say you're a nineties kid. Really, Ooh. I don't think you can. Ooh, she's, if she was born in eighty-two, she's not gonna like that. Because how? I mean, I think my my daughter's five she's in she's going into kindergarten so when you're six years old you're in first grade around eight you're getting I mean think about the times mm-hmm. you watch Doug and yeah. Rugrats and those kind of things Elementary that was school. around eight yeah and she was if she was in the 80s still eight years old there's shows yeah. that she has memories of that we as true 90s kids but we're she, definitely 90s kids uh, um, you're only two years after her oh man that's it you, So she was 83
0: oh I don't know I don't remember if it was 83 82 wow she gets so pissed at you I know I can't remember
1: <laughs> um yeah, so... Because when I'm five, I don't have any memories of five. And yeah. that was 90. Yeah. So when you start having memories of what shows you watch, I think that's what makes you... I, I would say Anthony and them are 90s, 2000s kids. I don't think they're 90s kids either. Yeah. I think we are
0: true 90s <laughs> kids because all the things we liked... <laughs> but see, the, Anthony says he's a 90s kid and and he was born i guess like what like 91 92 around there Uh maybe you're if no I, he might be 92 93 maybe if born. you're 95
1: uh-huh you're i think that's, that's cuz you're the key. 85 yeah and i'm not i don't consider myself an 80s kid yeah i consider myself 90s kids. if you're 90 if you were born in 95 then you're a 2000s kid you're not mm-hmm. a 90s kid either yeah yeah um i i think that's kind of the range the Eighty four, eighty three is like a little close. You're a little bit of both. Eighty two, eighty one. You are an eighties kid. You're not a nineties kid.
0: <laughs> okay, so that, that would be my. What, what did you say? See, I said I said that she's a nineties kid because what she, her what she says is, her identity forming years are in the nineties. Like what 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 has shaped her and her entertainment, okay. uh, and the media that that stuff that she took in movies, TV shows. She says that that was all in the nineties. Yeah, maybe. But see, for me, born in 87, I'm a legit 90s kid. Yeah, you're legit 90s. That's like... But if you were like
1: 89, then... Well, you're still probably 90s kid. Even if
0: you were born 90.
1: Yeah, anytime between 85 and 95, you're a 90s kid. Yeah. I think that those 10 years, cause you have a lot of, of those memories. I think it's a good argument of why, uh-huh. of what, of what Linnea said that yeah. it, was,
0: it was formative. Her identity for her. form. Anyway, this has nothing to do with what we're talking <laughs> about. We, we <laughs> well, talked about Ferris Bueller. and <laughs> drag.
1: Well, we, you already probably know what we're going to talk about. Cause you read the title yeah. of this episode. Um, but before we get to our interview and, and introduce Craig, um, uh, let's talk about our experience when it comes to weed, which the is America J, which is yeah, which the devil's lettuce. I, the it's Mary not going to be a very long conversation, <laughs> honestly. So, um, go
0: ahead. Tell what's your experience with none. I've never, never. But you, what, you have experience I mean, with it in life. So here's the thing: I've I've lived with with people who who would smoke weed. Um, I I've been around people who would smoke weed, um, but I personally have never even come close. And why? Because I've always thought that it's wrong, and uh, and I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Um, one, it's it was it's been illegal. Yeah. Uh, for like bo- basically all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I've I've been probably see. I'm a I'm a guy who does not like getting in trouble. Yeah. So you're a baby, is what you're saying? No, I'm. I, I just don't like getting <laughs> in trouble. And so throughout my whole you life, have no courage. Wow, is what you're saying? Throughout my whole life, I've that's always been the way that I that. That's always how I've been. So when it comes to marijuana, I'm just like, oh no, I'm never going to do that. And I never have. Yeah. And I I I feel confident saying I never will. Yeah.
1: So it's it's yeah, I've been I'm the same way. I'm I've, I've I'm actually surprised I've never smoked weed or anything yeah. in my life. Because um you've been around it. I've been around it even more. Like I used to live um in a house with five other guys that literally all day and night they just smoked weed all yeah. the time have parties all the time smoking so i'd literally just be hanging out in the same room that they're at everyone smoking mm-hmm. and it's just me and i'm shocked that i there was never one time i said let me try a little bit and uh, same thing i just kind of grew up with yeah. it and i was just like i, don't know, I didn't have really any interest in mm-hmm. it either mm-hmm. so like i was like hey, i just something i really don't want to do like i've like where I've, I was really hard to saying so that but then when I turned 21 I got drunk plenty of times mm-hmm. <laughs> which which I knew was wrong too so like it was weird I I mean I've experienced as in I've seen Pineapple Express yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. seen some movies Um, but yeah yeah I have I don't have a ton of I don't have any personal experience and what's when we got uh, when we heard about Craig and what he was doing, and we we kind of connected with him to get his interview set up. We we were thinking about this for ourselves, and I know for me, I don't mm-hmm. know if you have as a pastor, but this topic has been brought up many times to me as a pastor of what I think. Um, and we talked about it in the interview, but it's people wanted it to be like me to say, "Go ahead and do it," or yeah. "Don't do it." It's right. a sin, and and. I can't answer it that way. I had it. It's yeah. not. I you have to talk about it. And have you had
0: people coming up asking about it yet? Honestly, no. This has not wow. been something that I. And we've been going for three years now. And um, I, I I'm, I don't care, I can't think of a single time where, uh, where it's been like a. Re- I've heard. I've had people just say something like, "Oh, what do you think?" But not never like a really deep yeah. conversation about it. Um, it just hasn't come up too too many times. But now with it being as as real as it is, and it's and it's, it's legal many places, and it'll be legal everywhere eventually. Yeah, um, it it is becoming a much more real conversation. But yeah, surprisingly, look at, thinking back, I'm like, there haven't been too many times that it's come up. But I know it's just going to keep. It, it's going to happen um, more sooner and or later. The most of the
1: things that I've um, had asked about, mm-hmm. like people have asked me about it, it's they were thinking about doing it for. I, almost everyone, I've, as, as someone asked me, it's like is something with um, some kind of medical use mm-hmm. or high anxiety or something mm-hmm. like that, and they've read that yeah. that this would help, but they feel bad doing it because of how we grew up. Yeah, and if you grew up in the in church world, it was always no, you do not do that. That is yeah. that is bad. And if you I,
0: smoke that, then you're going to be addicted to
1: cocaine. Yeah, that's next. And I and I get w- that. I don't think that was even um, done negatively or ill-natured i think that was just loving people they don't want you to go down a path and it's hard to explain to a 10 year old well i mean if you're doing it for this like you, you just say yeah. no don't do that um until you get older and have the legit conversation and we even on our ny ny Emers on our our group if you're a if you're a patron and you give um, any amount to the podcast to help support us, um, you get to go into our group. And I and we asked about it and asked what people thought. And we had people asking things like, um, what's the difference between being drunk compared to like being really impaired because of smoking weed? We've had uh, people saying it's the devil's grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we'll say, I'm 100% for it medically, but never rec- recreationally. Um to people's talking about how I've been around a lot of people that drink a lot and um mm-hmm. and they've been grumpy and bad and, written, terrible, and terrible experience and I've been around people that smoke weed a lot I've never had a bad experience with people like that yeah. so like it's everywhere and it like is. and. It's a topic that we need to talk
0: about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's why we uh, want to bring on Craig Gross, and and Craig is going to talk about what, what he has started up. But we had Craig on two years ago. Um, he's uh, he's the porn pastor, he started Triple X Church. And so you can go back to episode, I think, 49. Yeah, uh, it was a while ago it was a long at this time point, ago. yeah. And if you want to listen to Craig talk about uh, this church dealing with pornography and the difficult things to go along with that you can check that out so he's done that for 18 years and now he's starting something new called Christian Cannabis and he is starting the conversation on marijuana what we should do as churches and as pastors and how we should handle this and, and where we should go so. and honestly
1: you, you probably you may have seen this already because this yeah. is like vice did a news article on him he's there's mm-hmm. other things that he was telling us that's coming out soon like a New York Re- Times article yeah relevant posted about this mm-hmm. um, I saw I heard about it when at Coachella, which he tells the story of when he kind of announced it. Like, that was
0: national news, I heard yeah. about it. So, we didn't um, have time to, to ask him because we, we had such a good conversation, but I wanted to ask him about that Kanye Sunday service. I know. Ooh, I would I love to know about understand. that. I don't know what it is. He's a voice of generation. Gosh, I feel like so nerdy. I'm like, I've never touched weed in my life. What is this Kanye? <laughs> Who's doing? this Kanye guy? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he bought a sweatshirt for $300. Oh, gosh.
1: But, uh, yeah, so it was an awesome conversation. We were so excited to have Craig back on because we've had him on before. The conversation so easy we're like we wrote down like seven questions like we're probably not going to touch these because it's just a natural easy conversation with craig he he i could have talked to him for hours about this but um let's get right to our interview with craig gross You guys did at Coachella? You, yeah. You got, first off, I would say this about you: you seem like a really smart marketer, <laughs> along with everything else, because that is great marketing on how you how you start this whole thing. Tell tell everybody about how that went.
2: Um, I mean, if you if you live in California, I mean, mm-hmm. you just you, probably this year more than any other year, you there's just everything's popping from from billboards to advertisements. Um, and so I'm driving in LA one day and it was like, how many more pop billboards am I going to see? Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those like, my mind kind of works really quickly. I'm 13 days out from Coachella. I'm not even thinking about launching it on 420. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in a transition kind of phase with X Church. I haven't even announced that. Mm. I've written that. Um, I know when it's planned. I know what project I'm going to do next. And then all of a sudden, like all that's derailed because I was like, I'm driving with my son, and there's literally a pop billboard, pop billboard. So I was like, Nolan, um, can you Google Palm Springs billboards? And we've gone to Coachella the last three years, me and Nolan. It's his Christmas gift. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I didn't want to turn his Christmas gift into a work trip, but I was like, And he's like, what? You're not going to, dad, you don't even have anything. He's telling me. Like, I'm like, no, you're 16. Like, (laughs) you weren't even born yet. We had nothing for Triple X Church except for an $80 banner and some stolen furniture. (laughs) So he's like, I was like, just call him. And so Lamar advertising and they're like, oh, Coachella weekend? Like, no, the whole month is two weeks of Coachella and one week of Stagecoach. So $10,000 for a billboard on the freeway. And you can't get any, you know, two weeks out. Mm -hmm. so then i was like what about a mobile billboard and so my mind's just spinning and then um one time it and some of my secrets if it worked once (laughs) it will probably work again (laughs) yeah (laughs) or if somebody else did it it will probably work for you and then there's things that you you have to be super creative or or go i you know how do i do this differently but um labor day weekend for triple x church one year we had a, a party on labor day and we had the sky ride not the sky riding but we pulled a a plane that that put the letters like one by one like mm-hmm. old school and it said yeah. xxx.com the number one christian porn site mm-hmm. and they spelled christian wrong and it was Critian.
1: the one Critian porn site i don't want to know i that like, is.
2: This is, i had all my friends and we were filming it and we're like oh of course you idiots like spelled <laughs> the thing wrong so i was like they gotta have those at coachella and so sure enough i call a lady and she's like I don't have that crap. She's just like, <laughs> we fly the letters and make the thing. So she's trying to explain it to me on the phone uh-huh. and I'm getting geeked up. Cause I was like, oh, that's epic. And yeah. she's like, it will last for 20 seconds. Um, I don't ask any questions. Like what about if it's <laughs> cloudy that day? <laughs> Which it was, <laughs> what about if there's nowhere to put it? Um, and so she's like, look, I have one client that booked 17 flights, the same thing. He was trying to get trending on Twitter. And she's like, I can offer you for $3,500 a flight. And uh, mm. I'm doing the math of like $3,500. Like, all right. I, Yeah, let's do it. And so she's yeah. like, um, when she said it, it just clicked. She said, I only have one spot on the weekend for the second weekend, which is the weekend we're going. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, 420 around four o'clock. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I was like, wait, can we do it at, at four, on 420? <laughs> And she's like, I can't guarantee that. But it was one of those like, all right, if I could do that, what do I need? I need to film the video. And I need, (sighs) my thought was like, not everyone's going to stop. It's Mm -hmm. frigging Coachella. You're not going to be like, oh, you might even miss it. But I need to make sure I don't miss it. So um, that's when this thing went from $3,500 to a lot more expensive. So she's like. I work with a video team and they can fly another plane (laughs) and they can trail it. And then they can sneak a camera into Coachella and then they can shoot. And that's how you like, I had just, I had just spoken for triple X church in a small town in Texas, literally like this husband and wife, sweet pastors, but they're like, we're so nervous. We've never done this. And I was like, I've been in this for 18 years telling the same story. Like Mm -hmm. we went to a porn show. I got no video. So I was like, (laughs) at least on this one, if I can have some video of the launch, if I tell this story for 18 years. But, um, my goal was like, I don't want it to take me 18 years to get people talking about this conversation. So Mm -hmm. we had about 13 days of like, let's launch the site. Let's build the site. Let's, I mean, this was literally going to come maybe the end of the year. But I was like, with the Kanye service, with Easter weekend, it mm-hmm. was just like, um, and I think Tim Ferriss said it best. Like, you work better with two-week deadlines than two-month or two-year yeah. deadlines. Yeah. Um, I love that. So I'm all about, like, let's go all hands on deck. Let's go. Wow. Um, and you, there's a lot of people, I mean, on our team, the ministry team. Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. What about this? And I'm like... I feel like this is the right time. So we yeah. did it. You and, did all
1: um, that in 13 days. That's amazing to me. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good. Working yeah. in crunch time. So, <laughs> so help us, help us to understand what in the world Christian cannabis is, because I I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is and what you're trying to do. So get, give us, give us a rundown of what exactly this is.
2: So I, I think similar to triple X church, like, it, this landscape reminds me of 2002, like porn came out, mm-hmm. I'm working with kids, everybody's looking at porn, none mm-hmm. of their parents were talking about it, mm-hmm. um, hey, we should start a conversation. And we knew where we ended on that, we know where we're at on that side of the conversation, but we started a conversation, and that took, you know, three years to get that inside the church, and then we really worked with the church for the last, I don't know, I've spoken to a thousand plus churches to drive our message through the local church. hmm so I see this kind of new thing happening where a lot of my friends, a lot of people I work with uh, in business, oh, I'm not a Christian now. Um or you know things like what happens with Rob Bell, with Jen Hatmaker, with the Liturgist. And you go f- so far over here and now you're just like screw it. I'm not even going to call myself a Christian. I'm going to detach from this. Yeah. And some yeah. of those people are just off to the races with a new audience. Um I'm not there yet where I just go I want to detach from the name. I want to give up on that and just mm-hmm. chart my own path or this deconstructing mm-hmm. BS that I hear. Like, mm-hmm. I don't buy that. Like
3: mm-hmm.
2: we all have church pain. We all have pain from, you know, I grew up Baptist. I couldn't, I still can't dance to this day or drink alcohol <laughs>
3: yeah, or uh, raise that. my
2: hands in worship. Those are my three <laughs> Baptist things that I'm like, ah, I wish I could like get over those things in my head. Um, yeah. And so whether you call that deconstructing or not, like I, I go, I think there's a dangerous conversation when we just go, well, screw all that. I'm just going to I don't even want the title. I agree. And so for me, it's harder work. It's like working on your marriage versus like, you know, starting over and getting remarried. Like mm-hmm. I've done so much work in the local church tra- trying to champion this conversation with porn. I don't think they're ready for this conversation. But I don't, what I've learned over the last year in my talking with senior pastors is it's not that they're scared of it, they just don't know what to say. And most pastors don't have the experience with drugs. Um, like a lot of people out of the, I mean, I, I was in Bible college from 17 to 20. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I never touched drugs till 37. And so I think there's a lot of people like me that are like, hey, it's not that I'm scared, there's other issues that we have to figure out and navigate in the church. But there's some things with this that, man, my state just legalized it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, please help. And mm-hmm. so I figured, like, let's— It was actually a pretty big church, um, pretty influential Christian pastor. Um, doesn't want to be, you know, quoted. But he mm-hmm. said to me, Craig, you've done this before. Like, why would you be scared of a new conversation?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, because I, I'm actually saying I'm in favor of it as well as starting a conversation. Um, and he's like, look, if you go do this, you'll make it easier for us to walk through all that shrapnel that, that might happen. Yeah. That mm-hmm. maybe a senior pastor in a local congregation can't. And so the, the real purpose was, at least in California, we're probably ahead, Oregon, California, Washington, Colorado. Yeah. Probably way more progressive, obviously, because this has been around longer yeah. than it is in you know Michigan just legalized this recreational. So I, I was just like it's time. It's time right now to have this conversation. If I'm seeing it in California everywhere, uh, I've got a 16 year old that's telling me that, Hey, my friends aren't interested in alcohol. It's, this is, this is everywhere. And Mm -hmm. it's just like the church can't not talk about this. I I know we don't have all our ducks in the row, but mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin everything I've done for 18 years to start something else. But I, I wouldn't have started something at 43 if I didn't think it was possible, or we could have that coin toss. I knew it would be a coin toss, but it was like, I think the church is ready, and it needs to get ready if they're not on this conversation.
1: I think what that's a that's a big point you just said, and and as pastors, I'm a full agreement on what you just said because I've already had man, we I launched, I was I'm a church planner. We launched in September. I've had three different calls about. Um, marijuana and whether, whether we we should be like I've already gotten it and um and like you said as pastors you asked us before we even started is we is it legal here in Maryland we we're like uh yeah, we I don't know, know. perfect example <laughs> and for us I grew up in a Christian we both were brothers so we both grew up in the same Christian home and I've come from the point of like thinking of weed and marijuana as such a bad thing for so long and just thinking that, no, you can't touch that. I can't do anything with that. And now starting to reevaluate some of that stuff. It's, it's, it's important for us as pastors, as people are starting to figure some of this stuff out, like where we actually stand on this. And the hard part for me, which I think you might be able to, to attest to a little bit is the background that we had of just like, no matter what comes out, what studies I read, I still have that background I'm trying to wrestle with of like, yeah, but I always thought it was bad in my entire life. So yeah. h- how do you wrestle with that? Um, in, in this day and age so that we can help people that are in the church talk about this conversation.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that, that was was huge because I think for me, living in LA, I, I go to another church that they nobody wants to be quoted, which is the whole other thing. I've sat with so many people. So I go to you can figure out where I go to church. A, a <laughs> bunch of celebrities go there. Like yeah. if they're not talking about it, nobody is. And yeah. so I sat with this one of the pastors, and there's a weed shop two miles, and I was like, hey what would happen if we go today? And he's like, well, like, go? Because I've had so many pastors come with me to where I live from their town, and they just want to see it. And it's like, I don't want to be caught. My friend brought about a bath bomb the other day. I was like, whoa. like you're like, you're <laughs> like, like, But she had to come 40 miles to buy it. But it's just like, no, let me show you. And, and this pastor said, I don't know. I said, would you get fired? I don't think I'd be fired, but I think I'd be <laughs> talked to all right Mm -hmm. well that's weird you got to clean that up for a staff problem because almost every church i know has staff policies on drinking um for staff and weird ones like you can drink but you can't drink in public or you can't Mm -hmm. like no rhyme or reason you know depending on your your denomination but we have policies and i said well what happens if somebody comes up to you and says hey what do you think pastor Mm -hmm. and i think we have to have answers we have to have conversations so for me um a big thing, and, and everyone's different. I don't know if you guys are Enneagram fans or not. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I am. He's so not. I'm, I am. <laughs> so I'm a
2: three. So I don't care so about So am legal. I, Craig.
1: I'm a three, too.
2: <laughs> I found, you find me a one that's in favor of marijuana right now. From the church. <laughs> like, the rule followers, the, like, no, it was illegal. I can't get over that. And I was yeah. like, well, slavery was legal. Mm-hmm. We missed the boat on that one. Like, we were totally r- wrong on that. Um. But I think the mindset for some people, like, sex was wrong for me for 22 years. And at 3 o'clock on August 29, 1998, it was good. Mm-hmm. And that was a weird shift. Granted, I got through that one. But I was like, <laughs> it's a weird thing when it's like bad, 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 yeah. bad, bad. And I know some of the Christians that are having the worst sex ever because they still feel bad. Right, and yep. you're like, why? Like, but we've done that really, I think we've done a horrible, horrible job in the church of, like, demonizing things. And granted, like this one's been demonized, obviously. I mean, we got people in jail still for this. Yeah. So Not I think just the in the church
1: that, everywhere. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think the thing that you're what I have realized is pretty what I've run into with this one. You I have a great personal experience with this. I've never abused it. Mm-hmm. I've actually only been drunk twice. So I would actually, you know, 21st birthday and one other time. I don't have a history of abusing porn, abusing pot, abusing alcohol. But a lot of people do. And a lot of people, when we use Christ language, like, oh, that was all Mm pre-Christ, I swore it off. And so imagine that, like, I used to get high, I used to do all this, and now I had a horrible experience, but I came to the Lord, and I never would touch it now. And now you see a weed shop open up, and you're like, that's my old life. Mm -hmm. That's what I go, I can't argue with your experience, nor am I trying to get you to go, oh no, you need to try this. Yeah, But for me, like I have literally some really good friends that want me to listen to their story, but they don't want to listen to mine. And that's where you just go, is this about a rules? Is this about your experience? This is a new day. And so I knew there was people like me, like that maybe didn't have an abuse history with drugs. And it's all about intent. Like everything I've read about this topic, even into bigger, you know, Michael Pollan wrote a great book called how to change your mind. Uh, that's talking about a bunch of illegal drugs but it's all about intent, and I think if your intent is just to party or to numb, I'm not going to recommend that. But if you're searching for something, there's a medicinal value in this. There's,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think there's there's a lot of benefits from this, um, and the information when you if you were to come to California and go to MedMen, which is like the Apple Store of weed right now, you would be met with like such great help, great advice, excitement for like what you're pursuing, and like not just like a drug dealer type transaction. Like yeah. my mom's getting help for her hip. I've seen so many people. Um, like, it, but you have to know it's. It's like if I walked in the back of a CVS pharmacy and just opened up all the medicines, that stuff would jack me up. Or I don't yeah. know. I'm not a pharmacist, so I think back in the day with a lot of people's experiences when we're rolling joints or we're smoking bongs, like. If you're doing that and you don't even know what you're smoking compared to today, you're going, no, I know exactly what this is. I bought it from a legalized place. Mm -hmm. It says this on the label. Um, I think you can find that it's a new day and age, but I understand if you're not ready for that. But, uh, man, get ready because I think Mm -hmm. this is coming.
0: So, so I'm I'm very naive when it comes to this. I've never smoked weed in my life, um, and uh, so I don't know a lot about what it what it is like. And I have no problem when it comes to medicinal use of marijuana. I know great great people who are strong followers of Jesus who want to who are who are pursuing Jesus and have a medicinal subscription for for marijuana or or prescription, not subscription. I get how you get it mailed to your door. I don't <laughs> know, but that and and i think that that's great when it comes to the the recreational use that's that's just where i don't know like i i struggle and i and i fall short and as we were talking about being raised the way that we have been raised and being in the church for our entire lives this has always been a big bugaboo right like so for you when it comes to are are you saying that that you're okay with it recreationally uh outside of of uh, outside of medicinal use
2: yeah i don't i don't have i mean so for me I got a medical marijuana card in 2013, used it, tried it, couldn't figure it out um, in 17. I maybe did it 10 times between 13 and, and 16 because um, there was no help. I mean, the first I, I talk about it all on the site, like when I walked in the, the weed shop, it was nothing like the weeds documentary on CNN, which yeah. if anybody wants just to start on this, like the CNN Sanjay Gupta two part weed special. It's done years <laughs> ago. That's just super powerful. That was the first thing I watched where my wife said, Hey, go get a card. Like, I'll watch the kids. I was over with my friend, and it was, it, but it just, there wasn't, it was a different day and age. So, mm-hmm. I, but I got my medical card, which I would say a lot of people at the time that had medical cards, that was just kind of a joke. It was just like, Yeah, yeah. You know, you saw a doctor on Skype. This was my doctor's appointment. It was like with the doctor. And you're like, what a joke. My card didn't even have my real name on it. It had my friend's name on it. When I actually went to buy weed, they're like, this card's not even you. I'm like, these people. So went back. Like, that's how ghetto it was. It was like, um, so in 17, when I went back to the store, um, I think those are words that like we're using now and we don't really understand it just because the government's saying, oh, now it's recreational or medicinal, which Mm -hmm. basically just says anyone can buy this now. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I don't, I'm going to go back to your intent over, oh, well, that's recreation or that's medicinal. I think we have to be smarter on like your spiritual life is that is me slowing my mind down to connect more in my heart or with the Lord. Is that considered recreational or medicinal? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there needs to be some new categories. So for me, what are you looking for? And what are you, um, gosh, are you looking for healing? Are you looking for clarity? I mean, I don't take any other drugs from a sense of like, like I've never been on ADHD medicine or I've never been on, you know, Zoloft or any of these other mind-altering drugs. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, caffeine's a mind-altering. Like uh, food is, uh, like all these things. So I think... When Christians go, oh, why? Well, okay, if it's medicinally, it's okay, but if it's recreational, bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with some friends at Stagecoach that, um, which was the week after Coachella, which is a whole different, you know, country music. I would say weeds not the, the hottest thing at Stagecoach, but beer was mm-hmm. like by the gallons. I mean, just this is fine. You know, you're just doing this all night, and you know, if I use marijuana. Even with some friends, I know there's judgment there because oh, well that's. I'm like, one, one I think numbs you out. I personally think there's not any med- medically, you know, beneficial things of alcohol. Yeah, I, and I, I don't think this is the same. And so I think when we try and use the same scriptures to say, oh well, the Bible says this, I don't think alcohol and weed are anything alike to what it actually does to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have to check your intent. Um, and I'm okay if that's recreation or or medicinally. I, I think, but I'm not okay for abuse, and I'm not okay for obviously anybody of age. We we have the data on that that says, hey, underdeveloped you know brain and and kids stay away from it. But mm-hmm. I found it be very helpful um, for me on on all different levels. Not mm-hmm. saying I do it every day, but mm-hmm. um, man, what what do you what are you wanting to learn? It's a great awareness tool. Yeah. Um, and what do you want this to show you this this is very smart you know i think um the misconception with people oh it makes me paranoid no you're a paranoid person and it brought that out <laughs> yeah it's 100 like yeah. do you want to learn that you want to work through that like maybe you took too much but that whole fear oh i don't like being in control uh not in control all right we will lower your ego a little bit at times and so I think a lot of people are scared of it for what it might teach them.
3: Mm.
1: I and I think your the intent is is yeah. crucial. I think it's we always want to make it black and white. Okay, here's when it's okay, here's when it's not okay. But Jesus didn't make things black and white. It was all about your heart or intent, like you're saying. And I think that's where the crux of it is and that we have to rest with, which is why I'm glad you bring up the conversation cuz it's something we do need to talk about and and all of us need to think about in ways cuz I I know people that um, are highly against weed but then they get drunk all the time and it's like yeah. and, and the and you can it's hard to even compare it and i know people will talk about we've we've asked people about this topic and they say well jesus turned water into wine so drinking's fine it's like yeah but i mean it's there's no weed back then right so like how can you even compare those two so i think the what you're saying is is super important is the intent behind it and why we're doing it and and what that purpose is because i know people that are abusing just legal pharmacy drugs yeah. oh yeah like yeah. like that and those are legal. So, is that fine? Of course not, because of the intent. What? So you got if You make it black and white. It's Just so easy to destroy either argument. And so that's what that's what I'm wrestling with. And that's what I think this yeah. is important for you to to talk about.
2: Yeah, I think the church, and I think we have to say something. I think, I mean, I've never run a ministry where we re- rewrite official statements and re retract things, or like it's not how I operate. You know, like and, and have these set policies and rules, but I, I do think churches, um, you know, like right now with the gay and LGBT issue, Mm -hmm. it's like, there's a guy going around the country, um, with, I mean, there's a lot of people speaking into that. There's one guy that I I know is having a lot of success telling churches, Hey, here's, here's what we do. And churches are going, okay, great. Just tell us something. Yeah. There's a lot of holes in what he's presenting. Um, he was at uh, a friend's church and there, you know, it's you, we love you. You can be a part of our church, but you can't serve.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Do we ever do that to fat people? Like, yeah. hey, man, you can't be, if we did, we'd be like, oh, they only use pretty people. But like, we have some of the fattest pastors in America running our churches. Yep. To me, the, the Bible passage says, don't indulge your body with food and sex in the same passage. Yep. But we, we've left off on food. So to me, like, you know, so on this gay issue, I'm going, okay, so you love them. You can't take them. So here's this situation. I have a friend. His son's gay. He's a pastor at a church, and he knows he'll be fired if he officiates the wedding of his son. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "What do I do?" And I'm like, "That's exactly what I'm talking about. This, a statement or a policy, uh, isn't. You want to make them black and white, but you're like, "Oh man," as a dad, like, yep. What do you do? And you know what I said to him? I said, "Dude, you and your son, your relationship, because I know them." Like you need to go, you know, like you guys need to not that you want to be doing this the rest of your life, but you too have an opportunity because you have a different perspective that you could sit with so many churches rather than some other dude that's not even gay that, you know, maybe has a few gay friends that is mm-hmm. just, you know, like you guys have an opportunity, but he's like, yeah, but it, it doesn't flush out yet. And I was like, it doesn't have to. It's like, yeah. these are real people and real things. Like, what would you do if your son's gay? You could lose your job, but you don't do the, like, and I think what I'm trying to do with this conversation is not as black and white. Um, I don't lead out of fear. And so to me, oh, what about if you send all these kids astray? I have two kids that know where I stand on it and they know this isn't for them. So mm-hmm. I'm responsible mm-hmm. for my two kids, but not yours. Yeah. And I'm trying to help people. and And I think this, we have to be prepared because I think you guys are pastors and someone's going to, if you don't talk about it with your staff and yeah. you don't then talk about it with your congregation and you just go, okay, I hope it doesn't happen. But what happens when <laughs> a weed shop ends up in your, you know, in your mm-hmm. backyard? Um, what do you do then? And I think, man, we've got, to, we've got to address these things. And yeah. I, the reason why I launched this now was I hadn't met any pastors in all my talks. Um, cause I go around and I speak of these other things. So I'm always like, Hey, I have a question for you. Like, not telling anyone what I'm exactly thinking about, but I was like, what do you think about, what's your stance? Have you done weed? Have you, have you talked about it with anybody? Have you talked about your staff? And there was just silence for everybody, except one church in Michigan. Out of everybody I've talked to, mm-hmm. there was only one church that I had talked to that had a staff meeting about it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it's a mega church. And he's like, we talked for hours and we realized we have to do more of this with our staff So when this passes and it just passed in Michigan that we can take this to the congregation, but he's like, we don't know anything. And I was (laughs) like, that's also a great place to be as a pastor to be like, dude, I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. but you know what, man, like, you know something and you sit in my church, let me listen. Yeah. And that's hard for pastors to be like, let me learn from you or let me hear your experience. And, um, you know, I had one church that came out. It's actually a supporting church of ours. Mm -hmm. Um, and out of everything I had hoped to happen, I hope churches would eventually you know have this conversation, but I think it's dangerous um this one church heard about what we were doing on the weekend we the weekend after we launched, and the senior pastor didn't consult anyone on staff or anyone in his congregation, but his kid's been on heroin, and his kid's been on drugs like and it's wrecked their family, so I get his personal experience with drugs, but you can't put these all in the same kit.
1: you're right, yep.
2: He just got up there and he said, and this is my only church partner for Triple X Church. So imagine how I feel like he didn't even call me. And he's like, <laughs> we have a former, we have a ministry partner that is a drug dealer now. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I'm not even selling it. It's not even legal to sell on my site. We don't have products. That's an idea. It's a mock-up. And then he said, under his breath, in like the cockiest, most arrogant senior pastor way that... And he's like, former ministry partner, because we're a church of recovery. And it was like, <laughs> then he went on to talk about Prozac forever. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> so I texted them, I called him, no response. And then I shared it with Vice Magazine, and they they shared that quote. And I was like, I'm embarrassed for you now, because in Ohio, where their church is, it's legal for medicinal. And people in his church are saying, he doesn't speak for me. Like, yeah. So when you make a blanket statement as a pastor with zero experience or just an experience with a son that has this, uh, and I don't know if it was heroin, it was meth, it was some crazy, I mean, it's a lot of drug abuse. Yeah, Like that's not fair to now say to everybody else that's sitting there, this is wrong. Because, yeah. And people are saying, look, he doesn't speak for me. So does that mean you have to stop going to his church or write off a partner like Triple X Church? Why can't we learn? Like that church has literally had me out more times than any church in the country. And I was like, you wouldn't have thought on this one. We could have a conversation. And when we're quick to shut that down, I think I, for you guys as pastors, I I would just be like, if you have no experience personally with this, I would listen before you speak. And I would, I would, I would, I would take some meetings. I would, I would have a staff meeting and then I would have an informational meeting meeting and and go guys, we want to learn more about this before we, we wait on somebody to give us our stance.
0: That's good. That's good advice because it it is really hard. The whole time that we've been doing this interview, I've been thinking to myself, okay, as a pastor, and we're part of the Church of the Nazarene, that's our denomination, I'm like, okay, how is this going to come across to everybody that I uh, either am responsible for at my church or the way that we represent our church and our denomination, like, how are people going to view this conversation and what is this going to mean for me you know as as a pastor and i think it's a really really helpful and a really good conversation to figure this out because this is not going away it's only going to be yeah. more and more and more of uh, of a thing in the world around us and so we have, I can't sit on the sidelines as I have up to this point in ministry. And I've been in ministry for, for over 10 years and this, I, I could just kind of sit in the dark for a little bit on this, but now we, we no longer can. It needs to be a real conversation. Yeah. So for, for besides the pastors that you partner with, how has the, the Christian community as a whole responded to Christian cannabis?
2: I'm really interested in this, <laughs> in this answer. I was going to make a joke about it. Once you start talking about this in Nazarenes, you're going to have so much paranoia. Of, like, I'm really losing myself. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's like the uh, Nazarenes. But, uh,
0: I'm, I'm like the general superintendent's going to be listening to this. I'm going to lose my license. All
2: stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I mean, I get it. I get that on my, well, here's the thing. I'm not ahead of the curve. Like, I live mm-hmm. in California. I was never ahead of the curve on X Church, but yeah. um, I'm ahead of it for the church. And that's yeah. why I think when you take a conversation that's been happening over here for so long, like porn was, like porn was all over the internet. And then when I, we did it, people were like, I can't believe it. It's like, guys, have you not been online? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the first thing I ever saw online. When I, The yeah. first day I got online, it was like an image, you know, that loaded like this. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. like, what the? <laughs> yeah. So with pod, I was like, I get that, like, we got to tread lightly and that the church is, in itself isn't ready. And this force is a, you know, this kind of throws it in your lap. So it's, it's uncomfortable. Um, but man, the amount of people that have found our inbox or our site, hey, I'm a pastor and I use this um, and I haven't told anyone. I'm a pastor's wife. Um, you know, like the stories are tremendous like the hate on here is just more comical because it's mm. like bible i mean i'm I'm in the sorcery witchery like i've lost
3: I mean,
2: yeah. just crazy scriptures being thrown at me and that's just kind of funny i feel like it's like the hate mail from triple x church days that was funny yeah but the real stuff of like thank you like mm. i didn't think i could ever tell anyone um i mean my wife's one of my wife's like my wife's two closest friends though one, your side of the you know, country, one, California. Within the same week, she got two messages. One saying, look, you've lost your mind. Your husband's lost his mind. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be praying for you. And this is like a friend of like 13 years. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of 13 years say, are you going through a midlife crisis? Yeah. And what I've noticed with that is like, I asked that friend, have you watched anything I've been putting out? You know, I have a podcast called Craig Brain. I've been writing a lot of stuff about my experience. In a, su- in a subtle way. I've, I've talked about some of these things. And a lot of people have said it's some of the best stuff I've ever written. But the moment I got to the weed one on week seven, it's just like, forget it. I can't go there. Then you have some people that are open minded. And um, so my wife got basically two texts in the same week. One's from a friend saying, we're really no mm-hmm. longer can be friends. And the other one was like, hey, Jeanette, I've been doing this and it's the only thing that's helped me, but I feel like judged and nobody's understood me. Wow. And like, wow, um, there's something here. So I think, yeah, it's all about experience. It's all about like, um, so when I say, I think we're in the votes on the website, I don't know what we're at. Like, mm-hmm. um, cause we didn't rig that thing on the site today. I think we're at, um, all right, so people agree, 1,883. People disagree, 10, uh, 1,098. And people unsure, 734. Yeah. So I think that's pretty spot on to what is also in my inbox of, like, highly – but, I mean, that's a lot of no's and it's a lot of unsure. So, yeah. you know, it's similar, like, mm. when we were in the election. We're like, there's no way Donald's going to win. And it was like, I'm seeing all that, and it's very strong on the um, – mm on the opposing or favor you're, you you've got very you know opposing opinions but you have a lot of people in this unsure but i i think we're headed to a, a place where it's more people are, are gonna mm-hmm. see the need for this um yeah. and like i said i didn't think i don't i mean being a three i'm not gonna go do something i can't win it and mm-hmm. if i thought and this isn't just about me winning but like on the achiever side the three it's like if i didn't think this was possible i wouldn't have done it now um mm-hmm just man we got to get the conversation going and let the people decide where where they're going to land but it's a it it's a definite coin toss for sure Sure. but um um, i mean i'm glad we did
1: it yeah and i'm i'm really glad that you've started the conversation and uh you're ahead of the curve on christian and the christian world but the christian world is always behind (laughs) it seems like in in almost everything um but yeah i am uh I'm excited to learn more about this stuff, and we've—I've been checking out your website and seeing what you've been doing. We've been following you for a while, um, but for anyone else that's listening out there, how can they get more information about you, about Christian Cannabis? Where can they go to get all that information? Uh,
2: yeah, so you can page me since I'm a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> on your uh, burner.
2: <laughs> yeah, right now, uh, yeah, ChristianCannabis.com website right now. Uh, it's it's a place where you can share your story, your experience, mm-hmm. your your views, and you can learn from others. Um, and so we're going to be working on some, some more information there from podcasts to video courses. Um, and then hopefully, um, I want people's experience, if they're ready to have an experience with this, to not be like mine, where I'm walking into a store and I'm like, what are these things? What is grain crack? Yeah, mom, yeah. just buy green crack you'll um, She would never do that. So it's yeah. like... I, I think having some some simple introductory type uh, offerings is our goal. We're meeting with, I mean, that's been blowing my mind, meeting with some, I mean, we toured the largest plant in California for marijuana. Like, if that's not odd for me, like going to a porn show, I've been <laughs> touring a weed plant. I'm like, how did, ever would I have ended up here? But. i I do believe in this and so uh christiancannabis.com and then uh, craig gross on all socials is is my uh social or Mm craiggross.com and um yeah if you want to hear my experience i would say on my uh podcast on episode seven i think it's called the god forsaken devil's lettuce is my journey with this um Mm -hmm. which didn't involve a bong and a joint it involved some mints um Mm -hmm. which i think the judgment on like oh now i'm just like Mr. Smoker, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, my mom's never inhaled anything in her life, and I've found a few products for her that that have helped her. A lot of it's mm. topical for some of her uh, pains So depending on where you're at, there's some different uh, there, there's some different offerings. It's it's not all just you know let's eat pizza and get get high. But <laughs> yeah. um, if I can do pizza and pot, I, don't, I mean we've done porn and pancakes, we've done porn and <laughs> we've done porn Sunday. If I can get a church to do porn and pizza or uh, pot and pizza. <laughs> porn and pizza. <laughs> porn and pizza. Uh, yeah, pot and pizza, pizza and pot at a church where we go, hey, let's host a meeting. Let's um, let's not provide pot, but let's. Yeah. Yeah. like That's way better to me than like I grew up with rock music seminars where we played our tapes backwards and they told us how bad things were. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather host things that go, hey, let's learn as Christians and not be so know it all or are closed minded. Um, but let's be open to some of this.
3: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think of the idea of like humbling ourselves on topics we don't know about. Yeah. And being vulnerable to be like, I don't know, let's figure it out, not just what we've been told forever. That's maybe that's what we should be thinking about doing yeah, <laughs> in, in a lot of things, especially something that, that is everywhere. But uh, Craig, yeah. we really appreciate you yeah, coming on. Awesome. Um, we had you on two years ago and it's nice to have yeah. you on. Uh, again, awesome. it was awesome. But thank you so much. And uh, we definitely recommend everyone checking you out in all those in all those ways. So thanks, Craig. All right.
2: Thanks, guys.
3: Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast